We here at Stormdar Weather work hand-in-hand with the National Weather Service and other professional weather service agencies as a Weather Ready Nation ambassador. We are avid weather enthusiasts who have studied the likes of Mother Nature for over 30 years. The purpose of this podcast is to provide weather information, facts, and trivia in a manner that is entertaining and easily understood by everyone. Well, hello and welcome back to the Stormdar Weather Podcast. This is episode 157. I'm Rando. I'm Corey. And I'm Shara. And I thought this was the most appropriate title I can come up with this week. It is called So Done with Winter. I am it done. It's beyond cold. Done. It's like Alaska temperatures. We can have one of those titles that are. That has a title, but then it has parentheses next to it, like certain songs do, you know? Like, So Done With Winter, parentheses, record-breaking winter. I mean, we, we, we had some record-breaking days that we haven't had in since the Years. 1800s. This is in my insane. Lifetime, I don't think I've ever seen, like, negative temper- temperatures in my life. No, uh, no. I mean, I've got some records and fun facts uh, after the weather school, but uh, but it this this... Arctic blast is so unusual. It is so unusual, and it's all—it's coast to coast, border to border, all the way down. Winter storm warnings. Yeah, can you believe that? <laughs> I mean, didn't you didn't you the say Galveston, Galveston Beach? The beach was covered in snow. That's that's insane. That's not right. Texas is having major issues right now that they they've never to had to deal, deal with, with before. Cold, their power. So, I mean, I don't blame them for having these issues because it's just um, so unprecedented, right? Oh, of course. Of course. I mean, and I think we talked last week or the week before on the podcast. It's like the, the panhandle of Texas and the panhandle of Oklahoma. They're kind of used to it. They're used to it. Sure. But when you get down to Houston and you get down to, to Galveston, well, no. our friends, the Bagbees, they have a place up here, and they come up here a lot, and they're big Stormdar fans. They live in the Waco area. Now, they don't get snow very often in Waco, believe it or not. Well, they got a lot, and they were without power for a good four days this time. Wow. They didn't know what to do. They, how did they even... They warmed up in their car, basically. But how did they sleep at night? And... I don't know. Yeah, because I they, have no they, idea. They got cold down there, too. Now, I don't know if they got our... They didn't get negative Record-breaking thir- minus 13 like we did, which was crazy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's the thing I have on here. We, our weather station, on Tuesday morning at 7.15, recorded negative 13.9 degrees Fahrenheit. Almost 14 degrees below zero. And that's the morning <laughs> we both lost power. Remember that? Yeah, yeah. I think it this is... It woke me up because my box fan shut off. That's right. Well, see, I I knew that there was a possibility, but I I have a uh, uh, an air cleaner that kind of goes on low to just kind of give a white noise because I've got tinnitus, uh, hazard of being a musician on stage. But uh, it helps. And all of a sudden, I kind of woke up that morning and it was off. And I went, okay, this is weird. And then I knew that was going to happen. So then I did. Then the LTE was all messed up, and I couldn't like. I could barely text you, Corey, and I'm. Corey couldn't do anything. I know he was having trouble with his phone. He couldn't get his internet to work. At first, I couldn't get my LTE to come on, but then I had to reboot, and then it worked. So it you think weird. it's from the coal? I mean, LTE. I mean, LTE is from. I don't think so. I think one of the well, towers. Well, you or? have to think these towers are having power issues, just like we are. Right. Yeah. Oh, I got to I got to tell you, Corey and Shara have a house full of company and cousins and all sorts of things. So you're probably going to hear lots of stuff. Actually, what is, it's just dark kids. It's just dark kids. <laughs> well, they're playing with their cousins, but they're playing online with their cousins. Oh, they play, okay. yeah, they play their games. But we do have more kids here than normal. No, we don't. <laughs> yes, we do. We have five children, we only have four home. But Grayson's here and he's normally at college. Oh, well, that's true. I mean, but like still, we have five kids and four of them are home. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. Well, you know, you have the. But old... we had five of them. We had fi- all five home today. We, we all had went... 
we all went six sledding. at some point this week because we had two of our college kiddos home. Yeah. Plus oh, girlfriend. Yeah. yeah, sorry. College kid plus girlfriend. Well, so, we are recording this a little later tonight. It's about 9.15 right now, but uh, we're recording it late because you all decided to do something fun today. Yeah, we uh, decided to take the kids sledding. We went over to the uh, Branson uh, Buchanan in, uh, School Complex, and uh, they have a pretty big hill there. Massive. And, and uh, nobody got hurt. Amazingly enough. That's good. We, we came close. <laughs> we came close to, you know, concussions and all that oh, and great. having to be airlifted. But no, we <laughs> can't. We, we, we all. Well, we we had a lot of uh, casualties as far as rafts go. Yeah, we busted three rafts. We bought seven and we came home with We don't have four. any sleds. We went tubing, I should say. Yeah, because we oh. couldn't find sleds. So we took our summer pool rafts. Which did not now hold not our well. kayaks. I won't take my kayaks. No, no, here. no. That's for Tanny <laughs> Well, at the yeah. bottom of the, it's actually like a large ditch, is what we were sledding in. It's like a in. pond, basically, with no water in it. But at the bottom of it was uh, rocks, very sharp rocks. Yes. Oh. <laughs> and you, we tried to steer away from them, but it, every single time I went down, I managed to hit a rock and bust a raft. We had to jump off every now and then before we died. But wow, we had fun. That Everybody like had fun. fun. I posted it on Stormdrive just a minute ago, and it, you know, I was getting pretty good reception so well, far. Well, people are liking those. I mean, you you're doing the drone yeah. thing. You've got you're doing the sledding thing. It's it's weather related. I've so. been trying to be personable on the Facebook page a little bit. Uh, not only pure weather and scientific and education jargon, but but you know, kind of trying to relate to people and what they like you know and it still has to do with weather yeah and family and fun i mean that's the right. whole idea of the same i mean and did you see what i posted uh, our one of our friends in willard i think is uh oh, that's crazy bryce coglin i think uh yeah made a an igloo <laughs> so and i like that an actual igloo yeah. it made an actual it igloo really was. and they, that's they, cool pictures of him and the, his dog uh inside and then pictures of, of him out you know in the igloo um taking pictures towards the outside it was really cool so and here's why i really like that it wasn't from branson we we stretch out willard's you know pretty far from here well springfield up what is it north northwest of springfield Uh uh-huh so we stretch out and people people notice stormdar even there even you know in the oh, yeah. far reaches of the Ozarks. Joplin, so I was glad to put that on there. Lots of people there. from Joplin. And uh, what's that one? Uh, oh, it's just northeast of Joplin. Shoot. Okay. Well, there's so many little cities around there that uh, we have lots of followers around there. And even the southeast Kansas. Joplin, Lamar, Nevada, Carthage, Seneca. Neosho, Seneca, everywhere. Yeah. And uh, Taneyville, Ridgedale. We got lots of people from Ridgedale. 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 <laughs> And we love that all the snowfall amounts and stuff. You know, now I think with this first round of snow, we pretty much nailed it. I mean, I was on the radio last week, and yeah. I I was thinking, you know, my gut feeling is about four, and if it's really bad, four to six, but I'm around four. Well, it stormed our headquarters. That first round of snow, four and a half inches. So I was like, yes. Yeah. And, and 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 sometimes I feel like we're the bad guys. Oh, because posting the non-height. <laughs> People well, are like, "Oh, we're gonna get fifteen to eighteen to twenty-seven inches," and here we're posting, we're gonna get four to six inches, and people are like upset at us because you know we side with the National Weather Service and what what they're saying. Well, yeah, because they you know, and got, also gut feeling. You know, there's a couple times so where it's people like, are eh. upset with us posting four to six inches, but that's exactly what we got. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> You know, you know? And, and the way I look at it, if people really want to you know, get all hyped up and say we're wrong and we're going to get 15 inches, then go follow those sites. That's and fine. And you notice a trend that happens every year. Oh. We kind of <laughs> we kind of downgrade from the hype a little bit, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. And and we're we were usually right. Sometimes we'll get those rogue storms that come through that nobody's expecting. Oh, that sure. Really dumps. You know, but. For the most part, hype never wins. 
Hi, no, hype never wins. And those people, I mean, we talked about it last week, the people that's posting these 15 inches and they're like, well, this is what they said. Well, good. I'm glad that they said that. <laughs> <laughs> of course, they were even saying not only the hyper, there's there's lots of hyper pages on Facebook, but oh, they gosh, were also yes. talking about, you know, certain Springfield media, you know, TV stations and all that. Oh, I know. Well, and I had to make that post. I because everybody was like, "Yo, yo, where are you getting your information?" What it's like. So I had to make the post. We lean on more of the National Weather Service. We work hand in hand with them. What they are seeing, we relay. And I'd say ninety ninety eight percent of the time, at least, I totally agree with their thinking. I mean, I mean, it just because it makes sense, you know. And well, if, I hate to say this. Because it didn't used to be this way, but more recently, television stations from from Oklahoma City, even borderline Springfield, they're almost getting to where I feel like they have to compete with these Facebook pages and the hypers, and and they're starting to post models and, and kind of being hypey themselves, and they shouldn't be. No, I agree. It's all it's all becoming a popularity contest, right? And ratings. Uh, uh, yeah, and, and ratings, too. It's like, well, you need to and, say this. And no. how many shares can I get? Yeah, and and my whole goal is, I mean, this is going to sound bad. I don't care about shares. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to, my job is to get the information out there as accurately as possible. And people realize that. The vast majority of our followers realize that. We are not going to BS them. You know, here's what and we're my saying. main concern over here is that we give the correct information, but I also want people to share it. <laughs> <laughs> that well, that's the bonus. That's the bonus. That that's right. the, the double thing. Yeah, and, and we want people to share our stuff. You know, because that's what we do. Because the more shares, as more people see it, and I mean, we put a lot of time and effort into Stormgar. Okay. So do. we might as well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, you do too. Yeah, I want you to talk about your snow video that you did that got like twelve thousand. Uh, I mean, insane amount. That well, was you know, I, awesome I didn't video. expect to get that many uh, views. I, I was thinking maybe four or five thousand views, but well, you got to take. I mean, we don't get snows this often like this in Not France. Oh, yeah. So, and and I didn't leave the house. Because the roads were, you know, iffy at that on that day, two, two days ago. Okay. So everything I shot was from the house. I I, I flew the drone. Really. I'm a mile and a mile and a half away, you know, in a radius and a circle. I wondered so I got all about those places that. Well, from, okay. From my house. Yeah. So so you're in the Turtle Creek area. You went to yeah. uh, Country Mart. Yeah. On two forty eight. Country Mart. And then I hit the schools. To hit the school. And then uh, the Branson Meadows area is right behind the schools and then Sight and Sound. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, the thing, like I told you before we started recording the podcast, the thing I liked is you put the you, – you did kind of a stop frame or, or whatever and put the title of what that was on there. That was perfect because right. like, oh, yeah. Because if – Well, if, it's hard to tell from – you know, 400 feet up sometimes, especially well, when everything's white. I was going to say, everything's white. <laughs> you can't really tell exactly what it well, is. Well, I wanted to see what the grocery store looked like because people go to the grocery store. And I wanted yeah. people to see what the schools looked like because, you know, we've been out of school. We didn't go to school once. We went to school once last week. And we haven't been to school once this week. All so week. It's, all week you've been off. All week we'd have been off. We went to school Tuesday of last week and that was it. Oh, my gosh. Week. <laughs> Well, they I mean, did, they did computer learning last week, but this week they didn't because the state only allows them so many days of alternate alternate methods of instruction days, and, oh. and we've expired all those, so we don't have those anymore. So any snow days have to be made up now at the end of the year. Gotcha, gotcha. You know, and we had that two rounds of snow, and yeah, I, I it really depended on where you were at. I mean, we have the. Uh, Road Conditions Group, which took off. Oh, my gosh. Before this event, we had 4,000, about 4,200 people. Yeah. I think we've added, like, what, 
two, over 2,000 now? Oh, yeah, at least. At least. We're over 6,000. And the group is functioning. I'm going to take a look right now. The group is functioning exactly how I envisioned it. It's, it's, an, it's a place where you can post your, uh, yeah, 6,200, 6.2K. Uh, you can post road conditions on where your location is. And then ask questions if you need to go somewhere. That the the group is awesome. And I mean, we've we've had a couple of tense moments in there. But you know what? You can't get tense when you have that many people in a group. And the group is unrestricted. Anybody can post in it because you know our other group, the Southwest Sonora Southwest Missouri group. You and I have to approve every post because you know sometimes riffraff gets through there. Exactly. And we have to be careful. Yeah, and we're well, kind of getting riffy raffy. <laughs> for the road conditions group, it's 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 an urgent thing because we don't want there to be a a delay in them posting and us approving because road conditions are immediate. So we let it we let them go ahead and post, you know, in real time. We don't have to approve them. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, we were kind of getting some sideways. Non-broken. Yeah, we have to be careful. Yeah, and you know what? I thought about that because you know, in a normal situation, I would, I would immediately say no. Let, let's not do that. Let's do road conditions. But this was a dire situation. This was, or a critical. This was a critical weather situation, and so I allowed a lot of those posts to remain. But there's a lot of these new people in the south and in, in this road conditions group that have never heard of Stormdar, and they don't know about our main page, and they don't know about our Southwest Missouri page. So I went and posted and said, "Hey, if you want to talk about weather or anything else, just post it in the Southwest Missouri group." Yes. If or you're from power Southwest outages Missouri, or anything, yeah. They can post that in Stormdar, Southwest Missouri. That's the place to do it. Not the road right. conditions. It's not a road condition. Road conditions are road conditions, oh. you know. But, I mean, for the most part, there's, you know, there's, there's, it, it's doing a great job because you, you look at the MoDOT app and it says partly covered or covered, and sometimes it is, and sometimes it is, and it's not that reliable, believe it or not. No, and it's covering the main arteries. It's not covering those. Right. You know, when you're going up Maple Drive, or you want to go into to Branson North, or you know, or Sycamore uh, Hill, whatever that is, Sycamore Knox Church Lane. Avenue in Hollis is oh, a gosh. big one. Yeah, and and you know, a lot of people, you know, they would ask about certain roads, and they'd say, "Well, go to the the Modop app." Well, it's it helps. But the whole idea of the group is people can ask, like you're saying, specific questions. I was here, and we've had a lot of positive response. So I'm, we are. I feel like it's a community. Modot would be a community. It's like a state, and only the main arteries. Mm-hmm. The, the the road conditions. The, the, it's a community, and people are helping people. That's the whole. What we want everybody to be safe, and so I'm. I'm proud of it. I mean, I'm. I'm moderating it a little bit, you know. And but overall, people are all, you know, pay, paying attention and taking care of stuff. But I. I got, I got to bring Sherry in on this. You went. Okay, now the snow's been over. You went to Country Mart. They had not even touched their parking lot. No, right. They haven't touched their parking lot. Sherry went. Early this, this morning, morning, like about eight or nine o'clock, somewhere in there. Yeah, she went early this morning after work. It was completely covered. You just made your own spot. You couldn't see any of the lines. And then today, after we went sledding, about four or five o'clock, there was finally a guy there plowing the parking lot. Of course, by then wow. a lot of it had melted on its own. Well, yeah, but it, I went. I went back about an hour ago, and there was so much black ice on that on that parking lot. It was dangerous. They probably I was cleared away the, the snow and revealed the ice. Right. right. Well, and that's what we really have got to be careful. And I, uh, you know, the, the parking lots are going to be in the problem. I, the roads are basically dry. I mean, I'm not really that concerned. If the sun got into the road, the radiational melting's going on. That's good. But those but those parking lots now, the temperatures back down below freezing. Um, right. I think I think our weather station got to 35 today. I, I in, in 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 the first time in like 12 days or something. Uh, tw- 12 or more. Uh, let me see. I'm or looking more. at more. Uh, yeah, I've I've got a I got a bunch of stuff on here. Oh, oh, hey, let's talk about the wind chill warning. Wow. Warning. I I I was I I, I texted Mike Griffin, our friendly neighborhood meteorologist, pocket meteorologist. Um, and asked him if there was a play, if there was, how, how can I go historically to find warning products for Springfield? And I haven't heard back from him yet. Um, basically, without just messaging the National Weather Service, because 
here we are recording the podcast. I was curious if Springfield, Branson, whatever, ever had a windshield warning before. I don't recall. I don't either. I mean, I do remember when I was working one winter in Joplin, it was uh, the winter of 95, 96, and we had a wind chill of negative 25. I assume we had one then, if a wind chill warning was even a thing back then. I mean, we didn't have... We didn't oh, yeah. have Facebook and the internet and like we do now. Right. So So the difference different products in, weren't as much as pop as popular as they are now. Talking about Country Mart, like yeah. not plowing theirs. Um when it was coming down, what night was that? Wednesday night. Yeah. Um it was Tuesday snowing constantly right. in Springfield. Oh God. the snow plows were going nonstop all night long at the hospital. I felt really bad for them because they, I mean, it was snowing just as hard as they were plowing and they would get, <laughs> yeah. they would make a round and by the time they'd get back to the beginning, it was completely covered in snow again. They literally did this all night long. You know, I kept thinking, why don't they just wait till it's done? But I mean, they can't do that. They have to try to keep it plowed constantly. And by the time 4 a.m. rolled around, I counted five plows just in the front main parking lot of the hospital, just nonstop trying to clear the snow as fast as they could wow. for people to get to work and oh yeah and you, yeah and, and and people going to see loved ones in the hospital that that's insane well, I think Springfield got more than we did we haven't had a snow like this in at least seven years I would say even longer like 10 years because or, we we have video of Jillian with the year but she it wasn't was one. quite like this it wasn't this this much though and when just, you have a snow when you usually when you had a snow like this it warms right back up the next day and melts off well we had right. a snowpack for a good week here we never I don't know if we've ever had two snows this close together that was this powdery because it was so cold completely from 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 upstairs to downstairs that yeah we got it, it was never liquid form uh-oh no oh, no it, it was easy clearing my car yeah all you needed morning. was a broom or i saw some people clearing their sidewalk with with a leaf blower oh i know isn't that funny <laughs> i thought that was well, awesome i stayed over tuesday i went into work and then i stayed um instead of trying to drive home wednesday and drive back i just stayed there and i slept at work that day. But, so my car was two days worth of snow. Oh, buried. gosh. Well, but it took me five minutes just to take a uh, Corey packed a broom for me and I just swept <laughs> it I'm all off. I'm a loving husband. Yes, yes. Well, oh, that and, and that's the thing we, we told people, and I told people uh, last week, I think on the radio, it's like the good thing with this system is uh, we're not going to get any ice out of it. <laughs> Yay. Wow. It's all snow. And uh, we, we talked about this last week, SLRs. Sherry, you remember what that stands for? I love getting your goat on these weather things. I don't. SLRs? Uh-huh. Silly little... It's called... no. <laughs> no, it's what we call the snow to liquid ratio. Ow. Or snow ratio. Um yeah, the SLR. I don't know exactly what it was this time, but it was it was up there. Oh, it had to be at least fifteen, at least fifteen, probably twenty. Yeah, because I, I cleaned my car out. I would say twenty. Yeah, I cleaned my car out with like a little, you know, little brush thing, and all I did was, and it was like, oh, okay, well that's easy. <laughs> but here's the problem. Here's the problem because I was uh, shoveling out my driveway. Well, since it got a little bit warmer, some of that top snow melted, and now the snow is really heavy because the ratio went way towards liquid and now the snow's really really heavy thought that was interesting i would i would venture to say it's as high as it's going to go the snow to liquid ratio and we'll probably never see anything powdery i mean it was so powdery it was so fine even when it was coming down it was just a fine powder yeah yeah i mean the flakes were small i mean there were some larger flakes in there but i but overall the slrs were pretty much pretty much compact um okay so i basically got four and a half inches the first time the first round and that second round i got two and a half inches so that put my storm total at seven inches now you got a little more didn't you i got six inches the first time and it's still about two and a half the second 
wow, and you're not, well, I mean, you're, you're, you're a decent way away from me, but we're still basically in the same town. And you got not too an, far. You got an inch and a half more yeah. on the first round. So we got about the yeah. same on the second round. So I thought that was in, that was very interesting. And plus the, you know, the, the, the first round at the beginning of the month, which was plenty for me, I got two and a half there. So my February total was, what is that? Seven to it'd be nine and a half inches. My, See, I need to remember that and write it down to get our Storm Dark Weather monthly climate report. Because I've been failing yeah. to write down the the snow because we haven't really had any. It's like, oh, my god, We never have to worry about that. <laughs> but our weather station doesn't record that. Now, I don't know if you've noticed that our weather station is recording some rain when it's not raining because that snow is melting into the rain gauge. I know. I know. It's like it says 0.09. And it's today, yeah. it's like, wait a minute, the sun's been shining all day long today. <laughs> right. Well, I, I saw a graphic that I thought was interesting from KY3 in Springfield. Uh, it, very Never heard of the place. Yeah, really. <laughs> it's one of the TV stations around here. Oh, okay. uh, it says, we've had more snow this past week than we've had in each of the last five complete winters. So they yeah, listed. I saw that. So That's last true. last winter, uh, 2019 to 20. Now this is Springfield. The Branson doesn't have our stuff. This is Springfield. So 2019 to 2020, they reported 7.3 inches. The 2018 to 2019, 5.9 inches. 2017 to 2018, 6.1 inches. Uh, the light season, which is 2016 to 2017, they only reported 1.8 inches. And 2015 to 2016, three inches. But this week. Springfield recorded 7.7. So they had, in that week, they've had more snow than all of the each past five winters. I thought and that here's was the million cool. dollar question. All right, what's that? Are we done? I think we're done. You know what? For a while. I think you're right. I think you're right. <laughs> now there's how always that road. From, how far are we from meteorological spring? Oh, About days, week, man. We are days. A week to 10 days. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah, the pattern change happened, uh, started yesterday, and it is now, continuing. What? I have a little bit of information regarding spring spring, and, and the onset of what scientific meteorologists are saying about this year's severe weather season. Oh. I'm going to bring that up a little later in the podcast. So. Ah, awesome. Yeah. Oh, yeah, so so if, if if anyone just listens to the first part of the podcast, you definitely want to hear the second part because Corey's got yeah. some interesting stuff. I've got some records and, of course, shares fun facts and everything. Um, so I looked ahead. Uh, the forecast grid for Branson. Share uh, is going to be out by that pool soon. So uh, we're going to warm up, and the current projected high temperature for Tuesday, now this is Friday, so we got Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, is 61 for Branson. It's 61. only four days. It's only four days. <laughs> yeah, it was 30. You know what? What? When it comes to, to, to the temperature, you know, you have, you have, well, let's compare it to the chances of snow. Usually that goes down. But the temperature usually is, is pretty right on, and sometimes it even goes higher than that. Actually, yes. So, I wouldn't. Surprise me if we even hit 65 that day. Uh, yeah, the thermals, uh, models tend to do pretty well with thermals. Uh, yeah. They do okay with precept. And, I mean, now at one point last week, okay, so this was this this would be a long range. They were, what they say, like Tulsa was going to be, or Oklahoma City was going to be 80 or something like that. I don't think that's quite going to happen, but it, it, 70s. It could in or? western Oklahoma, I'm, I'm telling you, they're, they're going to be close. I mean, it's. Wow. It's so weird because we we had the most historic winter we've had in a decade or more. Yeah. Yet here we are. I'm gonna. T I tell you this. Spring storms are gonna slap us in the face one day. They're gonna be here, and we're not even gonna realize it. You know what I'm saying? It's, they're going to oh, yeah. be here so fast. The, the, the way the weather has been going, we'll be going along sitting at one pattern, and then within two days, it's like, sure. bam, Absolutely. we're in another pattern. Like this deep freeze. They kept saying it was coming, and then boom, once those temperatures fell, we laid there. And now we're doing boom the other way, 
and in four days from now, we could be in the 60s. So that's that's insane, 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 insane. Remember how I've said every year that we've had a mild winter and no snow? That it's going to happen. It's going to come back someday. <laughs> We are due. We will see snow again when we finally saw that snow. You, you said that. You've, you've said that for like the past year. We've talked about, you know, right. snow and winter outlooks and stuff like that. And I, you know, January wasn't bad. I got to tell you, January was pretty mild, in my opinion. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, February, oh, I've been seeing the memes about, you know, well, I thought 2020 was bad. Now, 2021 is like, well, let's get it all out of the way. <laughs> Get all the snow out of the way, and uh, and and warm up. So, uh, we we are very close, like a month. We are at one month before astronomical spring, where we're going to have those equal days and nights. And uh, yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready, I'm ready. too. Oh, well, we got lots to talk about in the second half. So let's get to the weather school now. I thought I could bring back winter precipitation. Uh, what all different types of winter precipitation? I need to make some more winter uh, weather schools on here, but it's been a while. Uh, talk about the grapple again. So let's do that and get back to uh, fun stuff. Here's the weather school. If there's something about the weather that you want to know, stormed our weather school. Hey, it's snowing. No, wait, it's sleeting, I think. What's it doing out there? The type of winter precipitation varies quite a bit depending on where the freezing line is located in the atmosphere. Just a tiny change in altitude of the freezing line can make a huge difference in the type of precipitation that falls. Add in an inversion of warmer air, and we've got a complete mess, not to mention a forecasting nightmare. Let's take a look at the different types of winter precipitation and how it forms. Sleet is one type, often mistaken for hail. They are basically the same thing, frozen raindrops, but they are formed very differently. Hail is manufactured from a violent updraft in a thunderstorm. Water droplets are propelled upward at high speeds and freeze once they pass the freezing line way up in the atmosphere. The frozen raindrop then falls down into the warm layer, only to be propelled back up by the updraft. This up and down motion continues until the hailstone is too heavy to be supported by the updraft anymore, then it falls to the ground. If you dissect a hailstone, then you'll be able to see the layers the stone went through in order to form. Hailstones can range from small peas to the size of softballs, depending on the strength of the updraft. Sleet, on the other hand, forms much differently. Snowflakes in the mid to lower layers start to thaw as they fall to the ground, then refreeze, creating ice pellets or sleet. Sleet is generally the size of BBs and doesn't get much bigger. On very rare occurrences, a thunderstorm could form in the winter and we could get sleet and hail. Many times it's hard to tell the difference between the two, but if you look closely, then you'll be able to see the differences. Sleet will generally have an opaque appearance due to the snowflake melting into a raindrop and then refreezing into an ice pellet. Hail is normally harder and many times translucent. You can oftentimes see the rings in a hailstone, but sleet is generally one dimension. Freezing rain occurs when warm air in the low to mid levels melts any frozen precipitation into liquid. A shallow layer of much colder below freezing air at the surface is not enough for the raindrop to refreeze, thus it will hit the ground as liquid. 
And since the surface air is below freezing, then the liquid rain will form a glaze of ice on objects at the surface, which is what we call freezing rain. If this process continues over a long period of time, then it is considered an ice storm. Ice storms can cause incredible damage, bringing down trees and power lines and making travel virtually impossible. Grapple is an interesting thing. Grapple is formed when supercooled liquid water droplets freeze on a snowflake. It's usually smaller than hail, but will look white and sometimes confused with hail or sleet. To tell the difference between the two, pick it up. If it's softer and falls apart, then it's grapple. The best way I like to describe its appearance is like the cotton portion on a Q-tip. And finally, the most common type of winter precipitation is snow. A pretty frozen dendrite that falls from the sky. There are several kinds of snow, too. One kind is the simple prism. A simple prism is a hexagonal or six-sided snow crystal. These flat snow crystals look like small slivers of a pencil, though they can have ridges and other features. Simple prisms are the smallest of the snow crystal shapes and can't be seen by the naked eye. They are also the first stage of a snow crystal's growth. While some snowflakes keep this shape, others will grow branches and facets and take on other shapes. Stellar plates are flat snow crystals that have six arms stretching out from a hexagonal center. Snow crystals' shapes are partly determined by temperature. These crystals form when the temperature is between 5 and 10 degrees Fahrenheit. Needles are an interesting type of snow crystal. These are, as the name implies, small, thin crystals that resemble needles. They start as flat, long crystals, but as the temperature gets colder, they become three-dimensional needle crystals. Stellared dendrites get their name from the word dendritic, which means tree-like. These snow crystals are what you probably picture when you think of a snowflake. Stellar dendrite snow crystals have branches stretching from the center, and the six branches can also have branches. Fern-like stellar dendrites have six branches that look like the branches of a fern plant. If you've ever experienced powder snow while skiing, you have experienced these fern-like stellar dendrites. These snow crystals can also be seen with a magnifying glass, as they are usually around 5 millimeters in length. Wow, that's a lot of information on winter precipitation. Whether it's snow, sleet, freezing rain, or grapple, you'll now be able to identify the different types and impress your friends. If you have a question about the weather you'd like us to answer, then send us an email at stormdarweather at gmail.com and in the subject line, put weather question. Well, that does it for this edition of Stormdar Weather school and there you go the winter precipitate precipitation which uh, our friend florence from the cherokee county nerds i don't know if they listen to uh, the podcast or not but she loves my my word i made up precipitation uh but i made up another word did you notice that you did yes Pre- what, what was this precipitation no, I didn't see that one. <laughs> Pre-snowpitation. Well, that got some got some laughter too, you know. I mean, and that's the thing I like. It's like, you know, it let's get lighthearted about this. <laughs> so pre-slopitation would be a mixture of rain and snow and blah 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 blah, and you know, maybe some grapple. And rain yeah. and grapple and... Exactly. All the stuff that you heard on that weather school. You know, but pre-snowpitation would just be this powdery, high SLR type of snow. Uh, and uh, frizzle is another one. I think that might, I don't think I made that up. I think that's been out there. Frizzle, freezing drizzle. And I was thinking. Fo sizzle. Fo (laughs) sizzle. 
Yeah, and I thought about freezing rain would be frain, but nah. yeah, and that didn't Whatever. feel that didn't feel right. So anyway, so they oh, and I okay, and I was upstairs and just now during the weather school, and I noticed my disc golf cart there, and I am itching to go play disc golf. And here's here's some advice for people that are disc golfers that want to play in the snow. Don't use white no. discs. Yeah. Well. <laughs> No, no. You are can there play. actually? Do you, are there people that you think that are actually out there playing right now? Oh yeah, oh yeah. It's like any other sport where people are dedicated to it. They don't oh yeah. Care rain or shine. About a month ago, I did that uh, package on Power Site Dam. Remember that? Oh yeah, that was a great one. And there were people out there who knew what they were doing with that disc golf course. I tell you what. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, I love that course. Empire I didn't Park. Realize you basically have to stand on the dam for one of the whole one of the baskets. Uh huh. That's hole fourteen. We call it the dam hole. <laughs> well, that's exactly what it is. It is. That's, I mean, <laughs> I can't. I I, I I honestly can't. Would, would be surprised if there's any hole anywhere around like that one where you have to stand on a dam. It it well, is where actually. Where else would you have to stand on a dam to throw well, a disc? Well, it, it, it's wild. It's right there on the spillway, and you literally have to crawl crawl walk or whatever up to the top of the spillway right. and there's a little t-pad there and you and you aim and you see i i love that hole and you know the thing about disc golf is the majority of the people that i saw that day and 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 some other days out there they're alone they're not with anybody they go oh. out there and just you know just throw spend time with themselves and just throw and and and, and i i'm sure it helps yourself mentally and you can of Focus course, and just you know, everybody needs that kind of time out there. I'm guessing. Well, here, here's here's the thing to that. If you go down by yourself, you can you can take uh, one hole, and if there's nobody around, you can throw five or ten discs just to get that oh, yeah. throw. It's and great just, practice, I'm sure. It's wonderful practice, and I can't wait to get back out there again. I'm I'm doing my triceps, and I'm kind of. How long my... have you been disc golfing now? I have been disc golfing since August of 2019. Okay. Excuse me. Yeah, August of 2019. I thought, you know, I just I just need to, to get out now, and do something. Now, last winter wasn't as cold, so you probably could do it during the winter. But oh, here yeah, lately, we did. Yeah. Here yeah. lately, it's been pretty chilly. You sent me a picture the other day of the, was it the Empire Park? <laughs> yeah, my buddy Ray. <laughs> he lives in, in Forsyth, and uh, he's a very avid golf, disc golfer. He, uh, he, he sent me a picture and said, well, here's, here's hole six. Well, the park is completely covered with snow, and there's a couple of tire tracks, and you see the basket just way out in the picture there. If you know the park, is quite funny, and I know that that particular hole. It, it's a, I call it the gimme hole because it's only 189 feet, and it's aceable. I mean, you can, you right. It is aceable, and I think Ray's aced it a couple times, but he throws like. 200 discs on on that one hole i'm not that not that avid oh well there we go from disc golf and snow so it's going to eventually get out. The, the problem is it's going to be soggy all the snow is going to melt and oh, then yeah. it's going to be just imagine? soggy and like oh man muddy. it's going to get muddy i can't yeah because you can slip slip and fall on stuff i mean well i got my basket in the garage so i'm going to keep putting on there so okay right. Let's get to the next segment, which is in other news. And I talked about mine in the A block. So, Corey, hopefully you got something over there. I don't have a whole bunch. Uh, we're talking about this, you know, the, the, the cold outbreak we've been having. Now, will that play into spring and a tornado threat? Possibly. Mm. Mm, there's certain scientists that are calling for a slow start. To the peak of severe weather season due to the cold air this year. We've okay. had slow starts before. Just here recently, it seems like. Last couple of years, we had a slow start. Then it just exploded. Yeah. I mean, and they're thinking it's a... I mean, the, the winter is completely different than last year. It could be a slow start this year. And they're expecting it to really pick up in April and May. This year, they're comparing this winter as being like another winter in our somewhat recent past. 2011? And that is the winter of 2011. I got it. I got it. How did you know that? Well, 
that because we've had a, that's a, ten years ago is when we had a bunch of snow. But I don't know what we the had, spring was like. We had a La Nina in place, uh-huh. and we had a late starting severe weather season, and we had a absolutely devastating May. <gasps> the Across the board. Oh, you're right. Across the board from 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 Joplin to Alabama. I'm remembering that now. Yes. Yeah, we had the, the severe snowy winter and and that yeah, oh, and I've heard in chatter people compare the winter to 2011, but I didn't do a lot of research and if, if the spring was going to be like that. So you're seeing now chatter of of spring being like 2011. The temperature of the water in the central and eastern tropical Pacific during this month is extremely similar to the La Nina pattern of February 2011. Okay. It's really something we got to watch and and, and think about because scientists are saying this spring could not... You don't want to mess around. It even could be something. We get, even if we get a slow start, don't let that fool you. Because it's almost exactly the same setup as the spring of 2011. Wow. Wow. It was one of the most active springs in recorded history in April with over 700 tornadoes alone in April. And, of course, you had the, the May tornado in Joplin, May 22nd, that just devastated that town wow what a freak storm though because it was the only one around there well i mean it just goes to show what can happen though i mean right. it doesn't have to you know but over 700 my gosh yeah i right. think i think we need to really pay attention and uh yeah especially when march comes around we'll have one more podcast in february and then march and i think we need let's talk about making a segment about this outlook thing. So that would be fun. Okay, something else. Yep. It's something to watch. Yeah. Is that your internet? Have you, what? Have you uh, been reading this uh, news on Antarctica? And and they've... They, they, they dug a hole 900 meters down, and they're finding life 3,000 feet under the surface of Antarctica. No. They're finding life. They're finding sponges. They're not totally unexpected. They, they, they don't know how they're living down there or how long they've been living down there. And <laughs> wow. completely unexplained. And they don't have, they, they can't, they, they have no explanation. They're finding life 3,000 feet under the Antarctic. Tun- frozen tundra, basically. Uh, okay, I have never not heard of this at all. This is very fascinating. Oh, it, you should Google that. There's some CNN articles on it, and and <coughs> I I don't. The scientists are absolutely baffled, as am I, because there's no life basically on the surface of Antarctica. So why would there be life three thousand feet? Below the surface, right below the surface, and 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 what? Why are they digging that deep in in the first place? Uh, right. Why would they do that? <laughs> right. Unless they had like, wow. Well, I guess the article would say why. I mean, you wouldn't just go. I'm going to go to the Sahara Desert and start digging. You know. I mean, you wouldn't yeah. do that. But I, I wouldn't do yep. that. <laughs> right. Wow. Sponges. Well, that's all I got for that. Sponges yep. are. Sponges. Yeah, definitely. I'm def- yeah. Af- after the podcast, I, that okay. You've piqued my interest. I'm definitely going to yep. go down and watch. That. Google it. Okay. <clears throat> well, like I said, my in other news was from uh, we did in the A block, but I've got some records and stuff I want to share with everybody. Um, I went to the National Weather Service Springfield and uh, saw some things. So uh, let me just list these here. Uh, when we talk about a, uh, a record low high temperature. It's called a low maximum. So uh, yeah. the, the record low maximum in Springfield, in other words, the lowest high temperature we've ever had in Springfield 
was negative six degrees on February 12th, 1899. So that was interesting. Wow. Yeah. <clears throat> the record daily snowfall in Springfield was 18 inches in one day. Wow. Are you ready for this? February 20th. Today's February 19th. <laughs> February yeah. 20th, 1912. So I thought that wow. was interesting. Uh, another, uh, another one. A record maximum monthly snowfall was 24.1 inches. And guess what month? February. February of 1912. So, and this this was the other thing I was I was going to say uh, earlier. Uh, on now, this is from the National Weather Service Springfield. On February 15th, Springfield reached zero degrees for a high. That is the ninth time since 1888 that they did not get above zero degrees. And the last time they did not get above zero degrees was December 22nd, 1989. And that's some cold stuff. So we are done with cold, hopefully. And I think we better get to the next segment, which is share a segment. Get ready to get educated in Shara's fun facts. It is time for Shara's fun facts. So I think you've got several. I hope. Have you been looking at? Sh- um, I have a couple. Okay. Well, couples. Okay. So dazzle us with your knowledge of fun facts. I apologize. I'm having trouble staying awake tonight. <laughs> Tried to stay awake. We shouldn't have went sledding today. Yeah, I didn't sleepy sleep. time. Should have let I her sleep. sleep today. I came home after being gone for three days and decided to stay up and go sledding. But because we got to have something fun. When to do. else are we going to have a snow like this? Right. That's right? true. That's can true. Sleep anytime. <laughs> All right. Okay. So the very first thing. I've been saving this one. Uh, the full snow moon. Ooh. February's full moon reaches peak illumination at 3.19 a.m. on Saturday, February 27th. Look skyward on Friday night to catch the best up? view of this full moon. Oh, how cool. Okay. What? It's not a super moon. It's just a full moon. It's just the full. It's the full moon for February, but it's called the full snow moon. Oh. How come we never hear about super moons anymore? We used to hear about super moons every I know. month. We haven't heard that term much I mean, lately. I no. know it's crazy. It's like the wolf moon and the blue moon and stuff. I like the snow I moon. I guess it's fitting that we have a snow moon this month because we've definitely. Well, had hopefully snow. there won't be any snow to speak of, right? It, well, well, anymore. <laughs> Exactly. You know, I love snow, and I love, but yeah, I'm done. I'm yeah, but I'm I done, was yeah. done the first snow we got in Me December. too. Me too. The first two and a half inches, I'm good. <laughs> yeah, that's all I needed. No, I mean, this was fun. So oh. anyway, I looked up snow facts. Ooh, okay. Love it. Since we've had all the snow. Um, it's a myth that no two snowflakes are exactly the same. Hmm. Yeah, I've heard that. In 1988, a scientist found two identical snow crystals. They came from a storm in Wisconsin. They have a lot of snow in Wisconsin. Oh, identical. You know, if it snows that much, eventually they're going to get two alike. That's what I thought. And Randy and I have talked about that before. Surely there has to be two. There's so many flakes out there that there has to be two the same. Yeah. Quadrillion, million, jillion, billion flakes. There's right. got to be two. Yeah. In every in every storm, basically. Uh, right. <laughs> You're right. All right. The largest snowflake might have been 15 inches wide. No. According to some sources, the largest snowflakes ever observed fell during a snowstorm. Snowstorm. A, a snor- snowstorm. Snorstorm. <laughs> <laughs> Shara's going to have a snowstorm tonight. I'm going to have a snowstorm soon. A (laughs) snowstorm in January of 1887 at Montana's Fort something, Keog. While witnesses said the flakes were larger than milk pans. Ooh. I don't know know what a milk pan pan is. is. (laughs) What's a milk pan? Yeah, what's a milk pan? (laughs) 
Okay. I have to gurgle that. I've heard that. of snowflakes larger than paper plates, though. Have you heard that? I, I have. I have heard that, but I don't know how big a milk pan is. So. I mean, I got a paper plate right here because I just <laughs> ate my dinner, and it's, you know, a good 11, 12 inches, so... That's crazy. I don't know, but those claims have not been substantiated. But so it, they're saying that the largest could have been 15 inches wide. I don't know that we have proof. You're not okay. going to get that many that that large of snowflake with this powdery snow we've had lately. Oh no, with no, the no, no! Cold temperatures, with the cold when you have below 10 degrees and it snows, you're going to have the finest, powderiest, best sledding snow ever. Yeah, we had well, the best time we had so much fun today. So much even, fun. The SLRs has got to be like one point five to one. I mean, for something that big, that's huge. Everybody needs to go to our Facebook page and look at our sledding video today because there it you was go, quite amazing. We we you know usually our snows are ten to one ratio. Well, it was at least 21, 20 to one, which at is least. very powdery, and that's what you want on the ski slopes. We had a guy out there on snow skis. Yeah, no just way. skiing down the hill. Yeah, it was crazy. Oh, and there was a snowboard. The kids were snowboarding. Snowboards, snow skis. We had tubes. Of course, we popped. popped every time <laughs> my wife popped at least two of them. Every time I went down a hill, I popped a snow. The kids <laughs> well, were like, "Run over stop, those sharp we rocks!" Wanna... Yeah, yeah. It was right. a blast. Check out our video. Snow uh, is not white. Hmm. We just I have to disagree, honey. Snow is white. Snow is not white. Have you ever seen the Disney movie? Snow <laughs> is translucent. <laughs> I've heard that. Snow, like the ice particles it's made up of, is actually colorless. It's translucent, which means that light does not pass through it easily like it would transparent glass. But it rather it's reflected. It's the light reflected off a snowflake's faceted surface that creates its white appearance. But why white? The reason we see objects as colors, because some wavelengths of light are absorbed while others are reflected, um, but the object takes on whatever color light is reflected. For example, the sky is blue because the wavelengths are reflected, but the snow is translucent, so it doesn't reflect any light. Now, there's other things that said that snow can look blue if it's really deep. If it's really, really deep snow, it can look blue. Uh, even like if you do a, a like if you have a footprint in the snow, your footprint's gonna look blue. Now I've seen some glaciers that look blue. And then they right. said some yeah. of the some mountainous areas. Well, I haven't the snow seen a glacier in person, but I've pink. seen pictures. I have, hmm. I have to look that up. But they were saying mountainous areas, the snow looks pink. I've heard that too. So, but see, the white thing I just, understand because that makes sense. Because if you look at a cloud, a cloud is white, but it's really not white. It's vapor. So. That would make total right. sense. It's just because it doesn't reflect any light. Yeah. So you guys were talking about igloos. Somebody built an igloo? Yeah, yeah. Somewhere? Yes, the, our friends at Coglin's up in Willard, yeah. Igloos can be more than 100 degrees warmer inside than outside. No. It's amazing. Which, I mean, makes sense. That's why they build igloos in... The Arctic areas. Well, I'm they're, sure that's what Stuart up in Alaska lives in, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I gotta ask Stuart if he's <laughs> they're got, yeah, warmed <laughs> entirely by body heat. Did you what? know that? No. Igloos are warmed entirely by body heat. Since fresh compacted snow is approximately ninety to ninety-five percent trapped air, meaning no air moves or transfers, um, it's a great insulator. So many animals, bears, big they dig deep holes in the snow and they hibernate. Through the winter and just their body heat. Wow. Keeps it, it locks it in and doesn't let it get out. Now that's fascinating. I, wa- I always wondered because, you know, th- how could you survive in an igloo? Well, if it's 100 degrees warmer, if it's zero degrees outside, you could be easily warm right. in an igloo. Wow. How cool is that? All right. Not, we wouldn't be as warm as Shara keeps our house, but we would be warm. <laughs> Or the hospital the other day. <laughs> uh, yeah, we uh, the heat broke at the hospital the other night, and it was stuck on. Like, it just wouldn't uh, shut we off. We talked about on. that. You, you slept since then. Well, we, I don't know that we talked about it on the podcast. Yeah, we have. Oh, okay. I Did didn't we? know if okay, we brought right. it up or if I just had talked about it. Sure, I fell asleep. <laughs> I slept oh, that's extremely tired. 
But I knew that we had discussed it. I didn't know if we were yeah. recording. Yeah, because we yeah, talked before the podcast. We never so, know. What we're <laughs> it was so hot. Oh, my gosh. Uh, like, just miserable. It was a sauna. It was a sauna. Like, it was running. Like, when I first got there, like, I walked into the break room, and it was almost like walking into an oven. You're like, ugh. And oh, my gosh. And I went gosh. to turn the heat down. Like to turn, and it was it said it was seventy six in there, but when I went to turn it down, it said it was set on sixty eight. So, wow! It was like, oh wait a minute, what's wrong? But yeah, so like yeah, the maintenance came through, and they're like, sorry, the heat is stuck on; it won't go off. They're working on it, but it was one hot night in the hospital. Wow! You know, hospitals stuck on. are usually freezing. That yeah, that freaked but me out. <laughs> that is all of my fun facts that I have about snow. Snow and stuff. Well, I think that's plenty, a fun Espe- fact. especially the one about sledding. I is had fun. no clue that. Yeah, you, I, snow you is good for sledding. Outdid yourself on this one. Good. Not dude. in your car. I'd rather not sled through the car. <laughs> well, I'm see, tired we, of kind of riding the luge every day to work. I'm ready for some regular. <laughs> you want to actually, actually go the highway? <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, in, in lieu of, of your phone dying again, yeah, Corey's having low issues here. Let's get to the last segment so we can get that so. It's the weather word of the week. It is the Stormdar weather weather word of the week. And we're going to toss that to Shara. Hopefully the phone will stay up. So, <laughs> so Shara, what is this week's Stormdar weather weather word of the week? Cryosphere. Yes, cryosphere. What is the cryosphere? Cryosphere is the portion of Earth's surface that is permanently frozen throughout the year. And it's called a cryosphere. Isn't that wild? Cryosphere. So I guess that would be Antarctica. Um, Only sponges live there. (laughs) Yeah, sponges way down the thing. Sponges. Have you ever read the story about there's some ATMs by Wells Fargo in Antarctica and they're serviced every three years and the people who go service them, they have to give them mental evaluation and put them through certain testing and and prepare them to go to Antarctica to service these ATMs because there's certain scientific complexes and bases down there that scientists live at to study Antarctica. Right. Okay, so I Wells Fargo put a couple ATMs down there. I don't know why you would need money down there. Why do they even need an ATM? <laughs> if, <laughs> I mean, um, But when Wells Fargo sends a technician down there, they have to mentally prepare them for Antarctica. Have wow. you heard that story? You need no. to Google that. It's, it's quite interesting. Yeah, because, I mean, you're, you're not living down there. I mean, the technicians aren't living down there. So I guess they well, have they to... live down there for months. At a time. Why don't they just have someone that is living down there? That's, that's my point. Used to the conditions. Nobody lives down it. there permanently, right? But there are are scientific bases down there that people would stay at maybe two years at a time. But if your card gets stuck in the machine, then you got to call Mainland and go, "Hey, can you send somebody down here to get my card well, out of the machine?" Somebody has to put somebody has to put money in those machines, right? What do they need money for down there? <laughs> that's I'm my not point. Sure. I would there, think they would just take the you supplies. You can Google that and, and, and find out. It's really interesting. Oh, wait. There's two Wells Fargo ATMs down Corey, there. Corey, it should be cryocurrency. <gasps> oh. 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 They probably don't have that in Antarctica. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. I just I just thought of that just now. Not cryptocurrency, but cryocurrency. Oh. Wow. I think, I think I just threw the whole podcast just we're, right we're off, the off the rails. We're going off the rails. Time to call it a night. Oh my gosh! Yes, Chair. Oh my gosh! Yeah, y- y'all's phones are about ready to completely die, aren't they? Yeah. Huh? Okay. Well, maybe it's been we, a long day. It, it, yeah, it has. It has. Well, you know, we've discussed so much in this podcast. I I think we've probably over over educated everybody <laughs> this time. So, you got anything else before we wrap up? Well. It's almost spring. That's all I got to yes, say. Yes, yes. And the warm-up is coming. Next week, we're going to be well well, well above 
average until well Thursday. Average. Well, until Thursday. Then we're going to be average. Oh, oh, and I, I found this. Uh, return to around normal temperatures. Uh, the normal high. Okay, this, this is Springfield, so it would add one or two degrees to this for Branson. For Thursday of next week is, uh, no, 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 today. What did I say? Oh, 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 wait. Uh, is today the Friday. 19th? Today the 19th? Yes. Yeah, okay. Today's yes. Friday the 19th. Okay, so today the average high in Springfield is 49. Uh, on the 20th, the average high is 50. And on the 23rd, the average high is 51. So we are definitely going up. So when we get... To around average next Thursday, we're talking upper 40s to around 50. So that's what I'm hanging on to. So basically what you're saying is we've almost been 40 degrees below average this well, week. Yeah. And you notice, oh, yeah. like, we were out there today <sighs> wow. sledding, and none of us were cold. Like, we were, oh, you know, know, it's been so cold this They were taking week. off their coats. We were, yeah, they were, the kids were taking off their coats, Getting and the sun burn. was warm. Because like, the sun was good. reflecting off that snow onto our faces. It was not cold wow. at all. It wasn't miserable. And it was only like 32 degrees out there. Isn't that crazy? Oh, yeah. It was, But it was. It felt toasty. I, I totally understand what you mean because I went out to shovel a little bit of my sidewalk out there, and I was getting hot. And all I had was, was my heavy coat, but still, you know, the sun does help. You're right. You know, that sun is out there. and But we, this is unprecedented that we got that cold. Oh, I know. And we made so it. So anything, anything in the upper 20s to 30, it's sad to say, but... It felt good. Uh, it felt yes. It felt wonderful just to get out there. And tomorrow, low forties maybe, which is here's hoping ten degrees more warmer than it was today. Well, uh, we'll probably wear shorts and uh, sleeves. And we're uh, going to get rid of some of the snow. I certainly hope so. I mm-hmm. ser- we need to. And I am done with the snow. Yes. I said that last time with the two and a half inches, and then we got seven more. No, we're yeah. done with the snow. Okay, well, Sherry, you got anything else to add? I'm done. You're done, too? Okay. Well, I think we better wrap this thing up then. So be sure to look for us on Facebook at Stormdar Weather. Like our page and be sure to like or comment on our posts to have them show up in your news feed. You can always contact us through our Facebook page or send us an email to stormdarweather at gmail.com. Also, check out our website and our merch store at stormdarweather.com. Well, that does it for this time, so join us next week for the next edition of the Stormdar Weather Podcast. Testing! One, two, three. Ow, ow. ow. All right, get up here and talk in the mic. Ow. Ow. All right. I think I'm ready. Ah. <sighs>